0: Blog Talk Radio i Let's go.
1: Good morning my friends. The opening music was about Save Vocal Group from the C D Native Angels by Save. Uh it's a great C D and many spiritual songs of Native American instruments that are unlike anything you ever heard. And I love the Gregorian chanting. And if you want to order a copy, contact Save, S A V A E dot org. And they're also on Facebook and they do live shows so uh you can listen to them on youtube for free. And you also can get their C D on Amazon. I'm your host, Reverend Sharon McCain. I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created to provide an open-minded platform that focuses on the tenets. This Sunday is a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome. I'm a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of the Ryrie Study Bible. And that's you may use any Bible you wish, of course. I have had many spiritual experiences, and in gratitude, we will have ongoing Bible readings and discussions about our spiritual experiences. And I'm just focused on being my real self and carrying the message given to me and just reading straight out of the Bible. The call in number is 619-924-9744, Sacred Sunday's airs every Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Now let's say our opening prayer together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We pray for all Christians being persecuted worldwide and their freedom to worship in lives are in jeopardy. And I see that there's numerous news sources that are crucifying Christians and Christians have been removed entirely from certain areas. Please, God, send your mighty archangel Michael to fight against evil and protect them, and all your angels to watch over everybody. And our prayers go out to all those who suffer, the whole world, including the animals who can't speak for themselves. We also pray for the wisdom of our president and other policy makers around the world. We have many decisions to make, and we are praying for all countries for their problems suffering all over the world. Please pray for that are caught up in all the natural disasters And also for the people That are suffering and sick And and also those who are I know that uh, a couple people Especially a young person Is having uh, terminal cancer right now We pray that for her Lessen her pain And also for God that you may welcome her uh, Into your arms And that we all pray that um, she has an extended life um, We also want to thank you so much uh, For just our, the recovery, a remarkable recovery of our friend Dr. J of Revolution Radio. Thank you so much, uh, Heavenly Father. And we also want to pray for everyone and keep Edwin Becker, and that has a serious blood clot issue. Please keep him in your prayers, everybody. And also for those that are depressed and lonely and drug addicted and poverty stricken and people having stress here in America. We have so much, yet we're so stressed and worried about everything. It takes so much of money and um, everything to live here and that we just enjoy each other's friendship and family and live simply. Help us do this, Heavenly Father. And we pray that we we bend our will to yours and try to live along the lines that you have set forward for us and that we reach out in others and, and love and care. And also, Heavenly Father, please help us forgive those who have hurt us And who betrayed us and help us just move on with our lives and forgive and forget and move on and be happy ourselves. And we pray for healing for all the emotional and spiritual illnesses that we have been coming across. And everybody out there that remember that you're never, never alone. The Holy Spirit is always with you and your guardian angels are always looking over you. And our Heavenly Father and Jesus are always ministering to you. And just keep your heart open. And uh, we just thank you for everything, God. We love you so much, and thank you, amen. And uh, today I want to wish happy birthday to all the birthday people, including my friend David Harvey. Uh, happy birthday, and then um, also happy anniversary to everybody uh, having special anniversaries and things like that. And you can call in for a prayer request, of course. And also, uh, there's
0: two uh,
1: sources for online Bibles, if you don't have one. It's www.biblegateway.com and also www.biblia.com. And I also found another resource, let's see how fast I can get it here, of another uh, that kind of explains and gives summaries. Uh, Actually, I got uh, some of the summary today. It's www.shmoop.com, and in this uh, is uh, actually PhD graduates that go through the Bible and actually give their version and explanation. So as we did, recall, remember last week we were uh, we were reading chapter ten that nothing that God has made holy is uh, holy is is unholy. So all manner of food may be eaten, eaten and is good that you have no guilt, that we must eat everything. And I was thinking about that today, is in times of famine and things like that, of course we need to eat whatever's there, and I think that's part of it. And it's also a way to have the Gentiles, um, that uh, up until then there was mostly Gentile, uh, Jewish people were converting to Christians, and the Gentiles are, are welcomed in the church, chapter 10 and that the Holy Spirit fell upon the Gentiles even before they were baptized. So this week, reading chapter 11, and Peter explains his actions, and I'll read some of the notes here uh, before we start reading. It says, the apostles and believers throughout Judea heard the Gentiles had also received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, he went to the house of circumcised men and he ate with them. Starting from the beginning, Peter told them the whole story about what we remember the story last time of like a large sheet was let down with four corners, and it was like a screen. To me, I saw it in my mind as a screen. And all those uh, four-footed animals, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds, any of it, you could eat, even the reptiles. So the Gentiles are so are in for all this, and uh, well, they're welcomed into the church. So back in Judea, the word reaches the apostles. And Jewish followers of Jesus, that Peter has been baptized in the Gentiles. So they were in horror, but later when Peter comes back in town, he's explaining it all to them, and that's what this whole thing is about. Peter tells them all about the vision, about what God said about the unclean things, and that, uh, that he explains that God, let the Holy Spirit fall on the Gentiles, even while he was speaking, and that Peter, was he's supposed to do? Anyway, he can't stop God from giving out his gifts. And the apostles, the other apostles, were left speechless. Uh, And then from then on, lots of disciples are still traveling, and they preach the good news to not only follow the Jews, but they started telling Gentiles too, and it's working. So the church in Jerusalem goes to Antioch, and they all um, check out the new Gentile converts, and uh, that's what was going on. So there's a lot going on, and this is what we're going to be reading right now. 11 Acts. Now the apostles and the brethren who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. And when Peter came up to Jerusalem, those who were circumcised took issue with him, saying, you went into uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter began speaking, proceeding to explain to them an orderly sequence, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in the trance I saw a vision, an object coming down like a great sheet lowered by four corners from the sky, and it came right down to me. And when I had fixed my gaze on it, I was observing it. I saw the four-footed animals of the earth, the wild beasts, the crawling creatures, and the birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, eat, kill, and eat. But I said, By no means, Lord, for nothing unholy or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a voice from heaven answered a second time, what God has cleansed can no longer consider, be considered unholy. This happened three times, and everything was drawn back into the sky. And behold, at that moment, three men appeared at the house in which you, they were staying. And we having okay. Let me read that again. Sorry, I'm um, up to eleven, eleven. And behold, at that moment, three men appeared at the house in which we were staying, having been sent to me from Caesarea. The Spirit told me to go with him without misgivings. These six brethren also went with me, and we entered the man's house. And he reported to us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa, have Simon, who is also called Peter, brought there. And he will speak words to you by which you will be saved, you and all your household. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them just as he did upon us at the beginning. And I remember the word of the Lord, how he used to say, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Therefore, if John gave them the same gift as he has given, us, He had gave to us, also after believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in, the way, in God's way? I want to read that again. Therefore, if God gave to them the same gift, as he gave to us, also after believing in the Lord, Jesus Christ, who was I that I would, could stand in God's way? And when they heard this, they quieted down and glorified God, saying, Well then, God has granted to the Gentiles also the also the repentance that leads to life. The church in Antioch, and now up to 1119. So when those who were scattered because of the persecution that occurred in connection with Stephen... Made their way to Phoenicia and Cyprus, Antioch, and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except to Jews alone. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks, also preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. The Jews about them reached the ears of the church. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me again. Sorry. I messed up. I'm reading it again. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. And the news about them reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas off to Antioch. Then when he arrived and witnessed the grace of God, he rejoiced and began to encourage them, all with resolute heart, to remain true to the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And considerate numbers were brought to, considerable numbers were brought to the Lord. And he left for Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. And for an entire year they met with the church and taught considerable numbers. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Now this is where we stopped is because this is when we heard the people are now being, started, being called Christians. Now, at this time, some of the prophets came down to, from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and began to indicate by the Spirit that there would be certainly a great famine all over the world. And this took place in the reign of Claudius. And in proportion that any of the disciples had means, each of them determined to send a contribution for the relief of the brethren living in Judea. And this they did. Sending in charge of Barnabas and Saul to the elders. Okay, that is eleven. So let's now read the notes. And there indeed was a, a, a huge famine. Okay, so eleven two. Those were circumcised, Jewish Christians, the so-called the circumcision party, who were unhappy at the report that Gentiles were being saved without ritual induction to Judaism. After Peter's re- review of what happened, they were satisfied this was God's doing. Then 1115, on the day of the Pentecost, God had done for the Gentiles in Cornelius' house, the same as he had done for the Jews at the Pentecost, baptized with the Holy Spirit. To refuse to accept these Gentile converts would be to resist the work of God. Antioch, on the Orontes River, about 300 miles from Jerusalem, was the capital of the Roman province of Syria, and it was the third largest city in the empire with a population of about five hundred thousand. Antioch was one of the cosmopolitan centers of that world of that day and a center of commerce. Silesia being its seaport, replacing Jerusalem as the number one Christian city. It was the center of early missionary activity of the church. And then eleven twenty two to twenty four, Barnabas, described by Luke as one who consoles or encourages a good man who was full of the Holy Spirit. He played an important role in the early life of the church on four occasions. One, he convinced the apostles of the genuineness of Paul's conversion. Two, he represented the apostles at Antioch and recognized that the movement there was the work of God. Three, he and Paul were sent by the Spirit on the first missionary journey. And four, he defended the work among the Gentiles in the Jerusalem Council. So, 11.25. five Go to look for Saul. Paul had been in Tarsus in his home city in Syria and Sicilia about five years since going there from Jerusalem. And then Christians. The word only appears here. And the rest of it means, it means Parti- Partisans or followers of Christ, Christ's people. And 1128, Great Famine. Josephus reports that a famine occurred in AD 46. The elders, so let's see Okay, then we'll go Next week we're going to read uh, chapter 12
0: And
1: let's see today Now, you know, last week I was sort of I think the phone had had dropped And uh, cut off part of um, the story that I was telling And um, so what I'm going to do Is I'm going to read that story again Because it was so important and uh for your information we have uh had two hundred and this is my two hundred and second show. And last Sunday's uh sermon was actually featured by Blog Talk Radio and I wanna thank Blog Talk Radio for uh featuring uh our little church service here and I was uh, very um humbled and shocked and I wanna say thank you very much for the acknowledgement. Okay, so I'm going what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read that story from last week that I think it was cut off because inadvertently uh, I think the, the power just went off or something happened. So anyway, let me read the story again because it was really great. And this is from Doug Oldfield, Hamilton, Ohio. And it's from my little guy post book that I love to read. And, it's, uh, and this title is, is What Was Out There. I finished the night audit and glanced at the clock, 2.30 a.m. The midnight shift of a, a motel desk clerk can be lonesome work. You can do anything to entertain yourself and stay alert. Patrons rarely check in at such an hour, but sleeping on a job wasn't tolerated. So I flipped the TV set on and leaned back in my chair and started to read a new thriller in the wavering blue light. The blurb on the cover promised deadly suspense. Not even halfway through the first chapter, the clicking of metal on stone echoed in the quiet. I heard tap, tap, tap on the counter behind me. Who in the world? I wondered as I swung my chair around. I faced a sawed-off shotgun. My eyes moved up to the man who was who held it. He was large and dirty. Brown, greasy hair fell on his shoulders. His lips curled in a sneer amid a patchy beard and weathered. An olive green army jacket buttoned to the neck hid the rest of his clothing. The man stared back as if he couldn't stand the sight of me. He waved the barrel of a shotgun toward the door and separated us. Open it, he said. Slowly I stood up, afraid my legs wouldn't support me. I couldn't will them to move. My head swam with thoughts of escape. Without taking a step, I reached the door. Before opening, I whispered a prayer, God, please send an angel to protect me. My hand gripped the doorknob and I barely turned it before the man pushed his way through. He grunted and breathed hard. He could easily have broken down the flimsy door. He was toying with me. He shoved me against the wall and kicked the door shut behind him. We were all alone in a small back room. Open the deposit box, he snarled. I don't have a key, I said truthfully. I was trembling. My head seemed to explode as he slammed the barrel of a shotgun across my jaw. I opened the wall, shaking my head instinctively, trying to see. Where is he? The man thrust his face in with an inch of mine. I could smell his stale breath. Flexus spit dotted the corners of his mouth. The sweat formed on his breath. Flexus spit spit at me, and he said, he drew each word. Open the deposit box. Did I think he think I was lying? I don't have a key, I repeated. Let him believe me and leave me alone. Again he hit me with a gun. This time the stock crushed into my mouth, spitting my lip and loosening my front teeth. Did I actually think this man was going to just walk away and leave? He swung the shotgun around and placed the barrel between my eyes. I'm going to die. I'm a dead man. This is how my life ends. My mind rolled the idea around, dead. I began to accept it. My muscles relaxed and I went limp. Open the box or I'm going to kill you. The words were matter of fact. How many times have I heard the same overused expression in my daily life? I'll kill you if you... But now it was for real. I waited for the blast. Who's going to tell my wife and children? I didn't want the police knocking down their door in the middle of the night, scaring them and upsetting them. I didn't want my wife blaming herself for not having talking me out of this job. I didn't want to die. Anger began to grow in me and I spoke forcefully. Check my pockets, go ahead, I don't have the key. The man pulled the gun away and punched me in the eye. My head bounced off the wall and I fought for consciousness sprawled on the floor. I knew that if I passed out, I would not wake up. My head ached and my hand shook. I had only one hope when I called on him again, God, I said out loud, protect me from my enemy now. I groped in my mind for a Bible verse, but couldn't find one. Just then the front doors rattled. The man, the gunman took his steely eyes off me. I couldn't see the lobby from my vantage point behind the registration dips, but I listened to the doors open. Was it a late night patron? This can only make the situation worse. I looked back at the armed men and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. The hulking intruder stood staring into the lobby. His eyes grew wide with terror his weather-beaten skin paled, and his back hunched in fear. No, he said, and let the word trail off and alongside. The shotgun dropped limply to his side and he backed against the wall. What was out there? I strained my neck, but I couldn't see anything. I figured the police had arrived in force and guns drawn. The man continued to stare into the lobby as he slowly backed away. He turned to me pleadingly. He tried to say something. The... The meanness had left his face. He He shook his head helplessly, too terrified to speak. Then he fumbled for his gun and ran down the hallway and out the back door. I stood cautiously, not wanting to alarm the police officers. My name is Jake Oldfield, I said. I'm the night manager. The gunman ran out the back. I inched into the lobby, anxious to be surrounded by rescuers. The lobby was empty. I checked outside. No police cars, no movement of any kind. What the? I went back inside and called the police. They arrived within minutes, but there was no trace of the armed robber. Later, an officer showed me a picture, and asked if it was a gunman. That's him all right," I said. You're a lucky guy, the officer replied. He's a suspect in several other motel robberies. In every case, though, he's killed the desk clerk, and we had no witnesses. We'll get him this time. The man was going to kill me. But Psalm 91 says, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. To this day, I don't know what my attacker saw in the lobby that made him run away. But I have always believed it was an angel with a flaming sword, or an army of angels ready to protect me. Oh, boy. I want to thank you so much for listening to that. Um... I just really love that story and I want to be sure that you uh, heard it and uh, let's see and I have I have uh, another story out of my book Worth and Worship and I wanted to uh, let you know that um, I'm looking for my book is almost ready to uh, be published. I'm working on the editing now and uh, adding a few more stories but I would like to do a chapter on everybody's uh, divine interventions and uh, when they had spiritual experiences. So if you would please write me, send me an email. You can write me at citizenmccain at hotmail.com. And you can also write me and send me your story at Char McCain, PO Box 980, Hermosa Beach, California, 90254. And... uh Write me your 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 wonderful stories. The time Where an angel saved you, a divine inter- intervention, an incredible uh, coincidence, things like that. So uh, please please write, and I'm I really want to encourage you to be in the book. And uh, if you get your story accepted into my book, I'm going to send you a free book, autographed copy. So uh, please get your stories in as soon as you can. And I want to thank you. you. Can also message me on Facebook. And uh, let's talk about... Okay, my, one of my stories. And this is a, my divine intervention by a garden angel. I was sound asleep and abruptly awakened in the middle of the night. And in my mind's eye, I saw that it, what I thought was a dog, a black Labrador retriever. It was sitting at the foot of the bed, its golden eyes showing intensive love and concern. I'd never seen such loyalty and steadfastness. At the same time... I became aware of something else. An evil spirit was just beginning to come through the threshold of a large window in the living room. The protecting angel asked me a simple question What do you want me to do? My, edi- my edi- immediate thought was, Sickum. The angel rushed off to tell the evil thing. I fell back to sleep as the guardian angel returned and seemed to take his place beside us, covering, protecting. At the time this happened, I fell back to sleep assured and safe. But contemplating it later, I was appalled. I dreamed evil spirits were real, and I had believed it, and that they would look about trying to claim victims. But now, knowing that they are, and that they are actively seeking destroy, while even we sleep, is shocking. This is putting it mildly. That is exactly why we need to to say our prayers, go to bed without anger, and pray for others' safety as well as our own. That is why we need guardian angels and innumerable detectors spoken of in the Bible. These evil spirits are looking for a toehold anywhere they can. We cannot give them a chance, and we are not alone in the struggle. Do we want divine help? Do we need divine help? Yes. Question with apprehension. What happens to evil people when the evil spirits are seeking them? Is it they, where they go and rest? It's scarier than a horror movie. All the security systems in the world cannot hold back the intent of the evil spirit beings. Our hope rests in God. We must pray for the believers and pray for the lost who are found again. We thank God he has provided us with all his protection, that it is all in one place, even before we need it, or before we are aware of even our needs. We pray for our friends and family as the world turns darkly into night. Here is the goodnight wish I exchanged with my children, as we all made ready to turn in for the night, and I also wish it to you. Good night, God bless you, I love you very much. Sweet dreams, say your prayers, and don't let the big bugs bite. Be sober of spirit, the alert, for your adversary the devil prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour, but resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. And as 1 Peter 5, 8-9. And the second verse I have of this is for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and power, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of weakness, wickedness, the heavenly places. Ephesians 6:12. And behold, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared, and the light shone from his cell, and he struck Peter's side and roused him, and saying, "Get up quickly." That's Acts 12. We don't read that till next time. And when I remember thee upon my bed, I meditate on thee in the night watches. For thou hast been my help, and in the shadow of thy wings I sing for joy. That's Psalm 63.7. That went perfectly with our story. So we've come to the end of church today, and I want to let you guys know that I really appreciate you coming and listening and that we're all trying to do this together. And that these lessons are really good help for us. And in closing prayer, let's read our traditional serenity prayer. After a moment of silence, for those who are out there still suffering, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And in closing, may God bless and keep you in his loving arms so that you may have the strength to face whatever is ahead. I just want you to remember that you're never alone. God loves you very much and that may your best dreams come true and true love live in your heart always. And remember, you can message me with your concerns or requests for prayers or if you have a special uh, thing you want me to read over the air. And I just want to let you know God bless you and I love you. Good night, everybody, and thank you so much, and have a wonderful day. God bless you and keep you. Thank you.